0: Uh, hi, I'm Greg Macdonald and you're listening to Glory Days of Gold.
1: Lord Provost Warren of Glasgow presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that last the course better. All conquering
2: East Fife. As I made my way to that in wells and Road Sing my songs for the boys in black and gold. I heard the stories about 1938. When I was just a boy, I knew I'd have to win. Now there's broken dreams and what might have been at that stadium by the shore. But those glory days of home might return once more.
1: Hello everybody and welcome to Glory Days of Gold, your East Fife and Scottish football podcast. We're back, it's the start of a new season and we're back with the same old faces. So I'm Lee Gillis. I'm Doug Perry. I'm Gordon Henderson. And we're back with a bang, not only for the podcast being back, gents, but we're back to discuss something which is pretty much like a mythical unicorn. East Fife have won their opening day fixture for the first time since 2009. And won an away game, um, which I think is the second one in 25 games. And thirdly, we're top of the league. End of the season <laughs> there, monkeypox outbreak, get all my Absolutely. promotion. Absolutely. <laughs>
3: yep, I, I, I was actually more astonished at the fact that we scored three goals. I, I actually wrote down three goals away from home. When the hell was the last time we did that? Must have been a long time
0: ago. Maybe Elgin away in the, t- the time we won the league it was Aloha last season or one away win last season I'm sure it was 3-1 was it not as well it's
3: not a bad shout I'm sure sure
0: Lee was there I was there Um,
1: I might have been three goals yeah I think you might be right still though one one, one for the status to check but yeah that was the game that ultimately cost Barry Ferguson his job as well but um, no it was was a very good performance yesterday and I'm sure we'll, we'll come on more to the game just shortly but before we do that, here's a word from this week's
2: sponsors.
3: May's Mortgages are five-based mortgage and protection specialists. Our aim is to provide our clients with high-quality, personal and friendly service. Our advisors have over 25 years of industry experience and have an outstanding record for sourcing our clients the products that suit their needs. Where we're different though, unlike many other brokers, from start to finish, we won't charge you a penny. Contact us via Facebook
0: to find out more. East Fife Community Football Club is proud to sponsor Glory Days of Gold. Keep up to date with all our community programmes through our Facebook and Twitter pages. There are classes available for every
1: age and ability, from toddlers to walking football. Just search East Fife
0: Community Football Club.
1: So thanks to May's Mortgages and also to the East Fife Community Football Club for their continued support. You'd be pleased to know that there'll be no talking of trimming pubes or anything like that on this show, um, because the Manscape sponsorship has now ended. Um, they did want to pursue that, but due to the overwhelming feedback um from Doug Perry and my, my DMs telling us to please stop, and um, we've decided to make a conscious decision to do so. And Doug himself has offered to, to match the £30 a week donation. Um that well, was gonna be no, sorry. I, I was actually
3: gonna state that I was gonna offer to Shave your pubes, not, not the cash donation.
2: It was,
1: oh, right, okay. Um, okay. Bit, of a, bit of a miscommunication there on my part, sorry. I'll take that, um, but let's not keep that, that, uh, that pube conversation going, seeing as how, sure. how poorly it landed. But good to be back, boys. How, how's your summer been? What have you been up to? Doug, you can go first. Oh, me?
3: Uh, not a lot, just been very busy at work, and I'm doing a couple of ladies' tour events with the Open this week at Muirfield. So I was up there today, um, which is looking fantastic. So looking forward to that. And then off to Ireland next week for the Irish Open. So, yeah, looking forward to a wee break from the grind of caddying at Kings Kingsmarns by doing more caddying.
1: Yep, see how that's productive. And he's still continuing to caddy for the same women. It's a Norwegian girl I've got for the next couple.
3: So, yeah, I'm uh, my cousin's kid got a spot in the pro-am this week at Muirfield nice. and they, they got interviewed in the Edinburgh News the kids about you know if they're excited about doing it so I got a panic text from my cousin saying like name me a player that he can mention because he's no he's no idea about women's golf so I of course just mentioned my girl so in the paper it's got and uh, Ryan Perry is really looking forward to Norwegian girl Marianne Skarpnord doing well, as his dad's cousin's carrying from, which I thought was quite funny that that made the press. So it might be the only way she gets in the papers, I think. hopefully not, though.
1: Well, speaking of the press, for those of you that don't know, um, you need to make sure that you pick up The Courier tomorrow, as I will be covering match reports for Eddie um for The Courier for the season. So... I was up there and and having to take notes and managed to grab a a quick chat with with Stevie Crawford after the game and stuff. So make sure you buy your couriers tomorrow and like me and tell me that even if it was crap, that it was brilliant. So if you could do that in advance, that'd be great. Gordon, obviously I've seen you a couple of times. We've commentated together. What else have you been up to in your summer?
0: Not too much. Not really been away anywhere or anything like that. Just kind of buzzing about Scotland a wee bit, visiting beaches in uh, East Lothian. Bought uh, me and my girlfriend bought a kayak, so we've been out kayaking at like Dunbar, East Lothier, um, North Berwick, stuff like that. Got a wee bit, wee bit scary last weekend. We went a wee bit too far out. The weather changed. Desperately paddling back in. All right. So only, real, only real, drama this summer.
3: Very
0: good. I mean, kayaking, really? Yeah. I've got Are a you going
3: to be inflatable kayak? Are you going to be like that guy that faked his own death on his canoe? <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, I can't say anything on a, on a podcast that you know dozens of people listen to. So, you know, if I disappear at any, at any point
1: soon. <laughs> I believe you're, yeah. you're looking for the word hundreds of people. Dozens would imply that it's sub-100. And we go out to over 200 listeners per week, Gordon. Please do not undersell us. There are masses of listeners that we have on That's a true. weekly basis.
3: If you didn't plural, pluralise the dozens, to be fair, it was, it was plural. Yeah. You know it yeah. might
0: have been four ten, who knows? Who knows? Well, if he's all if you all are willing to keep keep it quiet, I'll keep you updated on my fake of my own death and the kayak related.
1: Well, if you do so, could you ensure that you've got a lofty insurance policy so that we could at least uh, buy his fife? Just leave all your money to me, I'll buy his fife, and then it could be like
0: Jesus, you know, you could just roll the stone away and Gordon, will, uh, yeah, well, on on. A, very topical and neighbours-related stuff. I could be like Harold Bishop. I'll just I'll just wash up like 10 years later, pretending I don't know who I am. I do it that way. I'm nodding because I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm not one for a, a
1: soap I, opera. I, I'm,
3: I, you're nodding because you don't have a clue. I'm silently sobbing because I have very much a clue what he's talking about. I was a big Neighbours fan when I was young. Didn't watch the last episode on Friday because I was still involved at work. But sad times for the UK
1: viewers. Right, let's hurriedly move along um, because I'm definitely not wanting to go down that rabbit hole, especially when we've got a massive victory to talk about. There's, I mean, let's, let's quickly touch on the League Cup campaign before we go into yesterday's game and what was, um, yeah, um, football. I don't really want to delve too much into the results and stuff, but I mean... We drew against Allowa, um and lost on penalties for the bonus point. And, and, and what was actually quite harsh, because I think really we were probably the better of the two sides in that game. Then there was uh, the game against Bucky Thistle. Um, but either he is at that one? Yep. I might need to get you guys replaced. A pair of part-timers these days. But um, yeah, I mean, Bucky absolutely battered us in the first half. They were 2-0 up and deservedly so we were getting a complete paste and then they brought off their three best players. Crawford then switched the formation and went to two up top and I thought that after that we absolutely steamrolled them. Three to um, Scott Mercer, uh, Mr Goals himself just now, um, obviously did really well to, to get his goals and also Mr Shepard getting on the, the score sheet. And then there was last week. And uh, yeah, probably the... The less said about that, the better. Um, did it is make the trink, trip to Dingwall? Absolutely, of course you didn't. Um, I didn't either um, because I'd been in London with work and I knew I was going up to Elgin this week, so I didn't want to stretch the length and breadth of the country uh, in simultaneous weeks. <laughs> <coughs> Excuse me. I'll apologise to our listeners as well as I've still got a bit of a post-Covid cough and I'm not quick enough to mute myself every time I'm going to do it. But yeah, basically with a, a 7-0 thrash into to Ross County, who to me looked like they could have uh, easily uh, picked the score that they wanted to. But the boys, you know, they, they did dig in and give their best, but ultimately I feel like we were outclassed. But obviously that's the end of the League Cup campaign, which I think we were all, more than glad to see the end off, but I, and I know we've spoke about cup competitions in the past you know the League Cup's never been the one for me if, if anything out of the two the Scottish Cup is the one that I've always wanted to do well in but what was your thoughts on on the campaign Doug and, and how do you feel about it and how we performed in it
3: oh, do you know what I mean I think it, it was actually almost disappointing that Ross County game was last because if you could have got that you know away early with and then try to just build things up as you go we've talked about it before the likelihood of now a fourth-tier team qualifying through, and I know Annan did, which is very impressive, uh, is so small. And I think, you know, like, like you say, Aloe away, again, the league above us, is was a pretty good result and showed that we're not a million miles away from being okay. The fact that we came back against Bucky is great, shows a bit of steel and a bit of determination. And look, People overreacted about the Ross County. The bottom line is they were a mid-table premiership team last year. You know, that's a lot of divisions and a lot of places above us in the ladder. And that can very much happen. If these teams get ahead of steam and they just start banging in goals, it's it's, it's hard to compete against. So, Look, I, I don't think any of us really read into those results. And I suppose uh, Saturday's result showed that
1: why we don't do that. Two goals, uh, two games against Premier League opposition, and Hearts and Los County, fourteen goals without reply is still, still a bit of a stinger. Um, that's all one want to take. And and Crawford said that post match yesterday was that you know they were really hurting coming home, and, and so they should. You know, it's, regardless of the competition or the stature of the opponents, you don't want to concede seven goals um, at, at any level. You know, the Hearts one you kind of just be like, like fair, you know, it was a friendly and a testimonial, so not too much, but to lose in a, a competitive game by seven goals is, is still a sore one. Moving on from that, Gordon, obviously, a season opened yesterday. Our recruitment before the season starts, so we've had um, Alan Fleming come in, and young Sam Denham come in. We've had Scott Shepherd, and we've had the prodigal son, Sir, Sir Alec Ferguson Jr., Um, join the the club on Friday and make his competitive debut I don't want, there's been a lot of talk um, and I've said this on on our social media platform, uh, people having a go at Stevie Crawford for his recruitment so far this summer and I would agree to an extent if other teams around us seem to be adding quality and quality and quality but if you look at any of the teams in our division there's nobody recruited massively well, or even in the, like, you even look at Kelly just now. They're, they're not adding. I mean, they signed Liam Campbell, who we released, you know. So there's there's nobody that's really setting fire in the transfer market in the way they used to be. And I think that that's sort of a sign of the times. Without bursting into Harry Styles, that you know that the, the senior clubs can't get recruited. They're now not subsequently not releasing. The, their younger boys for loans or whatever. The, the players that would normally have come to us are now happy to drop down the divisions and play Lowland league, play with their friends, not pay the commuting price for for fuel, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But what's your thoughts, Gordon? I mean, obviously, I know how avid you are as a Scottish football fan, and and you will you'll be all over pie and bobrow at any given opportunity. So, if if you if you have a look and and try not to be insular about it, like how do you feel? The transfer market has gone for, for three five so far, and what do you feel that we need to add to the squad?
0: I think it's obvious like yeah, yeah you can't, you can't take you can't take any club in isolation and you look at what's happening and yeah, like part-time League one League two SPFL clubs, clearly there's a few you know there's a few factors that are maybe making it more difficult than it, than it was a few years ago. You know, the wage inflation with Kelty and Cove. We've had you know Jim McInally talking about that, he was struggling. Uh, clubs further down the pyramid maybe paying a bit more now, being maybe a bit more of an attractive uh proposition for some players. I think <laughs> I understand why some fans are maybe a little bit underwhelmed with transfer activity. I mean, I think if you look over the past four, five, six years, usually in a summer, you know, you'll have had at least one or two sign-ins where you think, oh, that's a really good sign-in. You know, I've wanted to sign him for years. That's excellent. And, you know, maybe we're not getting that to the same extent now. But um, I think there's a bit of sometimes an unrealistic expectation. Like, of course, Stevie Crawford wants to go out and sign... This player or that kind of player, or, you know. Of course, he does. He's not sitting there going, oh, should I sign a you know experienced, commanding, technically excellent centre back or not?" I'm mm-hmm. not bother. You know, he's not. He's not doing that. He, everyone he wants the same kind of players, and that that's part of the problem. If <clears throat> if there's a player that would be excellent for us available, forty other clubs want him. Uh, it's tough. Um, I, I don't necessarily think the the players we've signed. Are are bad, you know. There's a few. There's a few young players in there, and you know you don't you don't really know too much about them. But I think generally it's all right. I think that the positions we're looking at, you know, we are still looking a bit short at centre half. You know, even if Steele and Denham turn out to be a really good pairing, and I you know, don't think we have another natural centre half behind them, so you're pulling someone else out of position. Um, I think. You know, centre forward is the other one that we've talked about. Um, you know, Shepard has been on really good form so far, and you know, that seems to be going okay. Um, but again, it's you know, it's maybe an area where you think you know, a couple of injuries, suspension or two, we really don't have very much there, or maybe we don't have someone who's a sort of can play more of a typical centre forward. Um, and you know again like mid midfields looked okay if we want to play four, four two you know i't know I think I think walls was playing out wide right yesterday and seemed to do okay, Newton played wide left, but again we're kind of short it's more to me it's more like the the depth at the moment rather than necessarily the quality um I think that might, and we are relying on young players in quite a few positions I think that's maybe to me. The more worrying thing, like, you know, ideally would we have gone out and signed kind of a bit of an experienced player in in these three positions? Yes, but I I understand why that's difficult. I'm not going to blame Stevie Crawford for, I I think Stevie Crawford came out and said pretty much almost exactly the same thing. It's those two positions. I don't know whether it was for the Q&A or something like that, but, you know, they, they want to go and get them, but there's not that many of them out there and... We are not going to be paying high. We're not going to be top of the league for wage offers. So, you know, kind of go what you can get. I think. I think my thing, if you look
3: at yesterday's formation, four four two, he talked about. You know, in his press conference after the game about it being a sort of diamond shape. My instant thing is, I mean, six of the eleven are twenty years older under. Now. I totally agree. It'd be nice to obviously add a wee bit of experience, and I like how Crawford said that after the game. It's like you know, we're by no means are we completely done with transfers. If the bright people come along, you know, there's funds available to to make additional signings, whether it be on loan or whatnot. But you know what? There's something about like we talked about the signings: Shepherd and Schiavone, Is that representing pronouncing them? Shivoni. Shivoni. Um, the, there's something about guys, and Crawford touched on it a wee bit, especially in Shepard, guys that maybe haven't had the right manager, whether it's a striker type manager, to coach them properly, or just have a bit of belief in them. And do you know what? There's something about watching a team of kind of young guys that can get you right behind them more for one, and the fact that you know you look at like Brogan Walls, who's been the star man probably of the season, League Cup. I mean, he barely got a... I don't even know if he played at all last season, maybe a few minutes here or there. But Crawford's a put a lot of, Yeah, but crawford put a lot of trust in, you know, forced hand, maybe, but he's put a lot of trust in guys like that. And you, you just don't know how far that can take you in many ways. You don't win anything with kids. Hmm. So if
1: we've had Fer, Fergie's fledglings and Busby's babes, that's why he signed Alex
3: Ferguson just for that moment. Is it yeah. Alex? Can we just call him Alex Ferguson? Yes. Right. Okay, sir. Yes. Let's call him yes. Saf. We'll call
1: yeah. him Saf. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We've got we've got Saf and the Lord is my shepherd. What more do we need? Yeah. To be honest, uh, all I keep thinking about um, is like Ryan Shavoni, but to the tune of My Sharona. That's exactly what I just thought there. Yeah. Roo, 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 Ryan Shaboni. That would be great on the terraces by the way Maybe the, the young team could pick that get up the young,
3: the young team will pick that up for sure They won't have a clue what song we're basing this on But <laughs> so, yeah. Just type in My Sharona on uh, YouTube The Face or, Tube, and you'll be fine Or, or
1: Spotify Or <coughs> yeah. any of your other <coughs> streaming Musical platforms
3: yes, I mean, if, you're, if
0: you're going for like seven, 70s, 80s songs For current East 5 players You could have uh, another Brick in the Walls Oh yes. Excellent. Another broken walls. yeah. We could definitely do one for that. There, um, there's
1: there's Mardu on the dance floor. <laughs> My wife is applauding from the, across the table Doug. I think she enjoyed that one. <laughs> Thank you. <very laughs> My much. one was um yesterday on Twitter. Um ooh baby do you know what that's worth? Scott Shepherd is the best on earth. And then I think um some other um, lyrics were added to that down the line, which were absolutely excellent to see. Um, so yeah, definitely after the the game yesterday, some some good East Five feelings um, across social media, which is nice to see. Definitely given how the the pre season's gone and the sort of definite negative feeling around the club, I would probably say. And and, and although I could understand understand it to an extent, there's definitely a bit of sensationalism in there um you know sometimes as as a fan of a club it's very easy to get carried away when things are going bad but equally what was good to see is some of the the players that are maybe a bit more um, some of the fans that are a bit moanier come out on social media and actually say you know I'll, I'll criticize them when they're bad but I want to come on and and say when they've done something good so that was great to see but Doug I believe you're going to take the the lead on the, the next section and and ask the questions
3: well i just thought seeing as uh seeing as I wasn't there and you certainly were, you might be answering most of them with Gordon's help, obviously. Um, just a quick thing on the formation for you, Lee, uh, that you were there. Um, do you think the sort of balance of the side looked quite good in terms of Where did you think was the positives to take from that kind of formation and what, what worried you, if anything?
1: What worried me is is Scott said Scott at left back. Um, Their number... 10 or 11 he got subbed off after about 15-20 minutes and he was given Mercer a Um, you know with, with, uh, Lucas Williamson's had a really decent campaign since he's come in and, and looked really assured so unless he's picked up a knock and that's why he wasn't playing yesterday um, I would be a wee bit nervous to see that sort of Darren Young-esque approach creeping in off I bet it doesn't matter if I've got a left back I'm going to play somebody that doesn't play there but I don't know if it's just a case of trying to fit Mercer and Murdoch into the same team just for that bit of experience. So that was the thing that concerned me a little bit. What I loved to see was us playing two up top, uh, like call me traditional four four f and two, and um, you know, or four one two one two, depending on which way you want to look at it. Um, and I thought our shape was really really good. I thought that steel and denim were remarkable against Kane Hester for those of you that have listened to Crawford's interview you heard me asking him that question um, you know I, I thought they did really really well so definitely the, the two up top works great for me and Brogan Walls, by the way this this boy's a baller he, he was just everywhere yesterday and for such a, a young guy he just got stuck right into the game I mean he created the first goal really really well and um, you know, Murdoch puts a, a firm tackle in wins the ball, gives it to uh, Walls. and um, gets a one-two, whips the ball into the box and one of the other things and I'm sure we'll come into it was Scott Shepherd. just his movement to to, to get that goal um, was, was great to see so there was definitely a lot of positives, like I say the only negative I would say for me was not playing on that left back when we've got one but I'm hoping that that was because he was maybe carrying a knock Gordon, do you think the? I mean,
3: we've talked about obviously the inexperience in the squad and the first team. I think when you look at the sort of key positions, though, you've, I'm guessing that's why Crawford's really going with Fleming in goals. I know he maybe made a little bit of a hash of Elgin's goal, but he, you know he made quite a few good stops and always remember him as a good communicator for a start. You've got Murdoch in the back line and Mercer who've got that experience for that young centre half pairing, but also Kieran Miller and midfield with three kids in front of them, I think will be huge for us this year. Yeah, so the only one maybe to add would be to someone in the forward line of experience if we can, but we've said that's going to be hard to to beat,
0: but how important do you think that's going to be for us? I, th- I think I had the same thought, that, that given that we've got, you know, not almost no matter what team we put out, there's going to be a lot of young guys in there. Um, I kind of had the same thought that it becomes even more important to kind of, have a few experienced guys around there. Um, obviously, Troughton is out. I don't know when he'll be back, and be, that'll be a big thing as well. I mean, Shepard, I think he's, what, like 27, 28, something like that. 20, so at 26. least... 26. 26. Oh, okay, okay. It's an old man in our team these days. But, uh, but, you know, at least he's got that bit of experience. He's had a few seasons at this kind of level. But definitely, I think it it makes it makes the kind of players that you mentioned, that kind of spine of experienced players so much more vital. And I, I did look at that particularly in the midfield where you've basically got, yeah, three, three guys who are, what, at most, I don't know, Newton's, what, 21 or something like that. The other two are younger. And then you've got Miller in there as well. I think it makes, yeah, their role even even kind of more important.
3: The Obviously, we touched on the first goal there, Lee. Really nice interchange between Walls and Schiavone. And I think you said in an interview that, that forward run from Shepard to get on the end of that—that's what you. I feel that kind of runs what we've been missing for a long time. That guy who just just wants to get in the right place yeah. and hungry to get on the end
1: of it. You know, I, I don't know if any of—I know you've come off social media, um, Doug, so you won't have seen it. But the graphic that the club uh, that using—you know, when the players score a goal and they do like, you know, like I saw it, yeah. His was a shh, and I wonder if that's maybe to some of these five fans are saying, you know, where the goal is going to come from, given, you know, his record for Forfa. For, I'm sure he's got four goals in five games for us now. And a lot of his goals have been very, very similar. Clever movement. And I mean, the, the, to get himself into that position, to even just gamble on getting on the end of something like that, is, you, you know, your nails, you've hit the nail on the head there is... is is exactly what we've been missing for a while. He's just tenacious, relentless, a pest. You know, he's just everywhere that he needs to be. And and that didn't stop for 90 minutes. I I watched him, you know, really, really closely. And in all the games that I've seen of him so far, you know, I'm I'm having to eat a bit of a humble pie because I I didn't think that he would be that type of player. And he is, you know, his his goal against Bucky was the exact same. He went for a ball that he maybe didn't have any right to get. It was enough to put the keeper off and get the goal, um, and and he scored two very very good goals yesterday. And I think that with any striker or any forward, you get the goals, you get the confidence, and you just get that drive to just push yourself that extra wee bit. You you know you, the chest comes out, and you're good to go. And I, I've only you know it was my man in the match yesterday by far. I think I think for me, it's just that
3: having that guy that doesn't need to do the donkey work. I've found that, you think of our strikers in recent times, everyone sort of wanted to come and get the ball and do things. There's nothing wrong with almost letting Schiavone be that guy who does the sort of donkey work, if you like, and just let him be in position to try and put the ball in the back of the net. I mean, Forfa fans talked about the fact that he'll run his arse off for you, but I just think if we can get a wee partnership going with them, and to be honest, I completely forgot about Troughton. And really he's he's probably our most notable signing. So I think Gordon, if we can get if we can get him back, and even just his experience in with those two could be could form something that, as I say, we've been missing for quite some time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think you know, thinking about what we're going to be chatting about today, and obviously, you know, good win, good performance I think The other side of that is not to get too carried away. nobody nobody had Elgin near the top of the league. We're going to face tougher teams and tougher tests, but it is obviously it's an encouraging result, and obviously it obviously was a good performance. Scored three goals, great stuff. So I think, and again with the league cup as well, you know I think you take the Ross County game out of it, and it was all right. You know we kind of did a little bit what you might expect of us, or a wee bit better. We beat Bucky, we drew away to a league one team, and we got beat by Dunfermline. Fair enough. So, I mean, maybe there's some encouraging, you know, allowing myself to get a wee bit more encouraged. And I think, you know, Shepard's four goals in five games is, is fantastic. I mean, not knowing a lot about the guy, you know, you're going off what Forfa fans said. And what they said was, "Ah, he runs about but You know, he doesn't score and he's not really a player. But I think what we've seen of him so far is, is not that. And whether it is this kind of thing of, you know, are we, are we maybe getting a bit more out of him? And um, you know, was he maybe expected to play a bit of a different role at forward that he's, he's no cut out to? And we are just sort of saying, you know, you you be that that kind of more centre forward. You play off the kind of shoulder. You you play your game, and we will have other guys doing, you know, what you're not so good at. Um, but um, you know, Shepherd looks like a bit of a player. We've got Troutman to come back, like you said, you know, the the fact that. Uh, you know, Brogan walls is looking like a really good player. And God knows what age he is, like 18 or something. You know, you don't want to put massive expectation on him. But, you know, as the games are going on and he's playing really well, you think to yourself, oh, yeah, we do have a bit of a player here. Um, you know, and I think Shivone's looked quite good um, as well. Maybe he's playing a bit of a different role. And suddenly you are starting to think, OK, you know, maybe, maybe in that area of the pitch... We're looking all right, um, so kind of. I'm definitely allowing myself to be a wee bit more encouraged whilst trying to know, go over the top. You know, we will face tougher teams, and you know, yeah. I suspect we will face a tougher team next Saturday, and that will be a much bigger test. But Lee, Lee I,
3: I I think we should get carried away. I think you know we've, we've, we've won a game. It was there was a bit more doom and gloom a few weeks ago. You know, just very quickly going back to the squad, Lee. What I like is we've got rid of all the sort of prima donnas there. You've got rid of Wallace. You've got rid of, I'm not saying Swansons a prima donna, but a kind of name, a kind of guy who, you know, people maybe expected way too much of. Yeah. And I banged on about last year when we were losing. See, if you've just got a team of people who want to play football and are going to try their arse off, you know, for the fans yeah. especially, I, I can... I can just jump so much on board with that than watching guys swan about the park who are getting paid too much money and don't overly care.
1: Yeah, look, I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, it was well documented how much I love Ryan Wallace and, and what a great player I thought he was, but his attitude last season just showed everything to me that he is, an absolute rat. Um, and you've got players, you know, there that are, are going to fight for the jersey Now, you know, Crawford's talked a lot about making sure that he's not just signing the right player but the right character and I think that that's going to be important because you don't want to outbid, you know an Albion Rovers or a Stranraer or a Forfer for a player that is then going to come in and maybe disrupt the harmony of a squad, you know, that's getting paid £100 more than you you know, like Ryan Wallace, you know he demanded an extra £100 a week to to come back and play for us last year and, and we caved in because we so desperately needed it I don't think there's anybody in the squad like that, you know, and I think that that's, that's where Crawford probably does deserve a bit of credit that, you know, he could probably go out and sign a, a Lee Griffiths just now or a Charlie Adam or, or somebody like that, you know, these boys that are, that are desperate for a club. And if he's got all that budget left, he could probably go and blow it on a player like that. But, you know, ultimately he's saying, well, no, the, the, the first and foremost, they, they've got to come and they've got to want to play for his Fife, And not just because we're the highest bidder, you know, I I, I caught up with with Tony McMahon a couple of weeks ago and he was saying the same thing. What's the point in bringing in a player for the sake of it when we could develop our own players that are in the under-20s and potentially bring them on at at, at, at probably a lower cost to the club than spend a couple of hundred quid on a player that's not actually going to improve us that much?
3: I I also loved what he said in his interview about the signing of uh, Sir Alex Ferguson in that he'd worked with him at Edinburgh City and even though he wasn't necessarily getting a game all the time he thought his attitude was absolutely first class and that was his main reason for bringing him in because he knew yeah. he was going to work it's also a position we've kind of been looking for someone that can you know front, front of the strikers sort of role uh, front of the strikers? let's go behind them
1: yes uh, so I think, I think one of the strikers would be off the
3: pitch dog so yeah no, that's <laughs> very true yeah, the, the complete opposite of a sweeper. Um, that's yeah. gone out of football. eh? When was the last time we had a sweeper? Um, no, I just think that, that... I like that sort of stuff, though. That That's just sort of, you know, signing you like, because, again, just young, hungry people that are going to want to play for the jersey and run, yeah.
0: basically. I mean, I'm so,
1: from, from what I've seen uh, um Alex yesterday, I was actually quite impressed. Um, I, I think Sir Alex, sorry, my apologies. He, he sort of faded in the second half when the game got a little bit more physical which you know at League 2 level it's going to get like that but you know I think he's maybe just going to need games to to maybe build his confidence up but there's some really neat little touches from yesterday a wee bit of lack of composure and he probably could have scored yesterday as well I don't know if you've seen that chance that you know he created laid it off to Shivoni, Shivoni cut it in and you know he just steered it just over the bar but I, th- I think there's a wee player there. Um, it's just maybe going to take some time to, to build the squad up. But it's again, it's, it's, it's making sure we, we build some experience around these boys. Because what what you could happen with a team of young boys is if the going gets tough, you need that character that picks the game up by the scuff of the neck. And I think that that would fall solely to somebody like Kieran Miller and I don't think that that's I, – I don't obviously know him, but I don't know if he's got that in him to raise the, the spirits of the whole team. Somebody like Trouton's great if he's fit, but I think we're, he's going to be a one-two, miss-a-few sort of game eh, sort of player for us, probably similar to like Kevin Smith over the last couple of years. So I think that we really do need to, to try and add somebody with experience, but at this stage of the season, how many of those players are available? And if they were available, they've all gone somewhere else.
3: I think to avoid the, when you said the going gets tough, to, for neither Gordon and I to come and say the tough get going just says a lot to us about how far we've come as humans. Uh, Gordon, Gordon we, could, we could talk about the young Galacticos all day, such as the joy in our faces these days. Um, but going back to the game, second goal, Kieran Miller gets stuck in, sticks the ball over the top. And obviously the keeper's coming for a wee jog, but it's a hell of a finish from Scott Shepard.
0: It is a beautiful finish with Scott Shepherd. Yeah, I mean, I think um, obviously the first uh, his first goal there, and I think his goal at Aloha, you know, they're very much instincts goals that he's in that he gets into the right place at the right time. And I think sometimes folk can be a bit dismissive of that, but when you don't have that someone like that in your team, you score a lot less goals. So it's really good to see someone scoring these kind of more instinctive, good movement, good anticipation, scoring goals like that. Um, but oh that was a that was a fantastic finish to kind of take over the keeper from an angle. Um it kind of shows he's got that, you know, he's maybe not he's not just going to be a kind of six yard box feeding off the scraps, which is great. You know, you want someone like that in your team, but obviously seeing that um really good finish uh was kind of nice.
1: Isla English, ball hit, forward
0: as well.
1: Isla English hit the nail on the head yesterday with comparison almost Chris Duggan-like in his movement. You know, that sort of elk, you know, and particularly for the fact that uh, Duggan loved a lob as well, Um, definitely got that sort of swagger about him as well. And do you want to know what, like, just to touch on that goal, that's one of the best goals I've seen us score in a long time because it wasn't just the, the finish. It was getting himself into that position. Because that's not easy. And he had to use his pace. He had to, like, the way that he had to sort of almost contort his body to be able to get to where he got to for the goal. I mean, the keeper had an absolute Western super um, yesterday and, and, you know, coming out that far for it. And to be honest, I actually felt the game yesterday was screaming out for Jack Healy because their centre-halves were both towing a caravan um, and someday with Healy's pace they got a ball over the top with it absolutely decimated them mm. coming on Sorry, to... I, I remember that at
3: the when we beat them 3-1 up there when Fash scored two in the game to pretty much clinch League both goals were just a simple ball over the top and he went away so maybe it's the same guys from then I think um, yeah it amazes me when goalkeepers do that it's just your defence must go nuts just being like yeah, I know he's got around the back of us, but what are you doing out there? Look, the finish yeah. was brilliant, but you're literally just standing, waving your arms in no man's land. I mean, literally, if that keeper stays in his line, it, there's not even a chance there, really. He's mm. just getting the ball out
0: wide. That's it. Unless, you, unless, you're, you know, in, unless you're in front of goal and a defender's not going to get there, I think you just stay. I mean, I was watching the, the Women's Euros final there and England's winning goals exactly the same thing. The German yeah. keeper flew off her line. The German defender was getting back in time, but because the keeper was off, she got lobbed. That was it. Um, was that the I, I think, first goal? I always think that's
3: where the, the sort of manual Neuer sweeper keeper thing mm. is so good. Like when the ball's, when, when a team's got the ball sort of on the halfway line, the keeper should be on the 18 yard line. There's no reason for them to be back. But if you are, if you are stuck back, it's that head off. Like it's almost like keepers just go, ball and just go, I'm going to get ball. It's like, just yeah. relax, stay on your line, and at least make them actually finish it. But no, it was a hell of a hell of a finish from Shepard. And just, you know, first game of the season, for a, your striker to get two goals away from home, even, it, it's it's fantastic for him and obviously for us. Um, Lee, on to the third goal, um, I, I loved the Crawford's interview about the fact that he was so pleased for Greg McDonald, who does all the sort of set pieces stuff. And that they had a choice of two, what they were going to do. And obviously, this is the one they went for. I mean, look, it probably wasn't Mercer's cleanest strike. Um, but just the fact that it's so worked on, it's specific. This is what's going to happen. And do you know what? It's not that easy to deliver a ball in, like, I can't remember who took the corner, actually. Balls. It was walls, yeah. It took balls for walls. To, nah, it's not going to work. Anyway, yeah, just, you know, that that along the ground at pace, it's not as straightforward as people probably think so I think as I say getting that sort of training ground manoeuvre that pays off must
1: give the training the coaching staff a little bit of a a rager yeah <laughs> a rager. <laughs> you know I'm delighted for Greg McDonald as well you know he's just a great guy and obviously a club legend and he's, he's clearly putting in the hours. I mean I spoke to him before the Q&A and he was like I'm, he said I'm never off the phone trying to get players in he told me he's spoken to about 60 players to try and bring them to the club obviously doing what he's doing in the training pitch as well. If you think about what we did against Alawa for the goal that was scored there, you know, one straight off the training pitch as well. So we clearly are working on these sort of set pieces that are going to maybe shock teams a little bit. Um, and, and, and those moments are the ones that, that score goals. I mean, but it went in, you know, it clearly took a massive deflection. But I'm happy for Mercer as well, because I mean, he's, he's currently the, the club's top goal scorer. Um, you know, over the seasons that he's been with us. And he clearly loves the club as well, which is great. Um, question marks definitely do have to be asked of the, the Elgin defence. I'm not trying to take the the shine off the goal because it was great, well-worked free kick. Um, you know, I can't remember the last time that I've seen us score three goals in a game, probably that Aloua game, to be honest. So, um, no, it was great. And, you know, particularly for the fans that made the journey up as well. Because that like that, was an absolute trek to get there yesterday. Um, and I think to, the, I think the fact, it. obviously you're, you're saying about the, the
3: defence, but when you've got four or five guys in that sort of penalty support area looking at attack, and when they all move so much, which, they, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's pretty hard to track unless you're doing very strict man marking. Because obviously Mercer just peels off the back of them and then gets in front. Um so, I think it's definitely more credit to the attacking side than the defending. But um, we'll, we'll very quickly go to the only downside moment, Gordon, which was uh, Elgin's goal. There's always that moment, I was, uh, it was a Jeff and the boys moment for me. And that sort of 76 minute 3 0 up, and then you lose a goal. It's amazing how you instantly go, oh no, yeah, here we go. Because, like you say, if that, if that second then comes 10 minutes later, it's like, shit. Um a yeah, low point. The fact it's from a corner, you know, we've not historically been great with that um, over the last couple of years. Fleming looked like he just got caught under it a wee bit and sort of missed the clearance. I don't know whether there was maybe a little bit of sort of blocking or whatever in the way. But, yeah, a little bit disappointing to lose a goal like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, definitely the same. Like, 74 minutes, you're looking at it being like, points in the bag, can we get four, can we get five? That go goes and you're like, oh shit, you know, let's just let's just take the three points, definitely. Um and w- watching the highlights, yeah, we bit disappointed that it's the old Achilles heel of a set piece. It looked to me like uh, Fleming he was kinda complaining that he was blocked, but I didn't see in detail. But if anything, I think it was if anybody was blocking him it was in his five player. I think it was just it was just a rock of players and I don't think he was really getting there. Um Pretty simple back post header. I mean, definitely disappointing to concede a goal that way. But um, and I think um, next week, you know, everything that I hear and see about Bonnie Rig, we are really going to be want to be on top at uh, set pieces and corners. I think that's that's where they look to get a lot of their goals. And I think they have a kind of you know big Haddies trundling up from the back. And they'll it, be dangerous there. Um, so someone, a, big, a big test for us next week, I would have thought. And you know, before we move, move on too much from goalkeeping howlers, I don't know if anyone's seen it, but uh, Kev Smith's first, or Bonnie Riggs' first ever league goal. Anyone see that? The, the goalkeeper yeah. mistake from McCallum? So head, I think it was a free kick, head at the back post, Kev Smith heads it down. McCallum looks like he, he catches it. And then half a second later, just decides to throw it between his legs into the goal. Hilarious, worth 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 looking at. And he he's the sort of goalkeeper if we'd signed, I'd been having kittens
3: because he's yeah he's always been excellent, really really top goalkeeper. Um, what was the reaction like to that goal Lee in general? I mean, was there many nervy
1: moments towards the end? No, I don't really think that any side did much after that. You know, Elgin were throwing men forward, but I, you know unlike the people around me yesterday, I didn't really think that they were going to create anything. And they didn't. Yeah. Um, on the goal, it was very much... When it went in, I went, that's Alan Fleming I remember from us the last time. Cross balls are like his Achilles heel. A great shot yeah. stopper. I'm not going to criticise Fleming because he made a couple of good saves yesterday and I really like him as a goalkeeper and I want to make that massively clear. I do have a concern about him though and it's not one that people that like I think I'm going to say but he's severely lacking pace and I think that we'll get caught out with that this season and I I want the listeners to remember this when I say it because anybody with pace if that ball comes short and he's got to run out for like to clear the ball if there's anybody with, with pace against him they'll beat him to the ball and I think it's, it's bit, case bit even, but
3: even in the highlights there was a couple of times that Elgin got through the back and he was out quick enough to get it but that, he, he'll, he'll know that so his starting position like we touched on earlier will be you know what helps him in that regard I would imagine I think, I think my thing with him and even what I remember is yeah crossballs aren't great but he's generally just a safe goalkeeper yeah. you know who's a good shot stopper good communicator yeah, I do feel more confidence with him in goals than Jude, not by much, but enough that I think probably to the opposite of that, Jude's almost too quick and he's too eager to come where you know goal all yeah. that sort of stuff that, that a young goalie is. So, I I would like to think if Fleming
1: knows he's not quick, his starting position will be good enough that he can he yeah. can mop he could, up stuff. You could write so. about that, but I'm I'm just saying I think that it's something we need to watch yeah. um, if he's going to be our number one. Um, I think that I mean Jude's got his, his weak points as well but I think the key thing for me at Fleming is I never heard him stop talking yesterday and I think with That's such true. a young back line that is massively important and it's why I think that Crawford might favour him over Jude obviously there's a very good chance that, that Jude might go away obviously he's been away down in Newcastle this week um, Stoke have been told aren't going to take the offer to buy him because he's too short um, you know, I think that you know they're basically not um, wanting to sign a keeper that's under six foot five, so they've decided against him. Um, I still think that there's a very high chance he'll move in this window because he is a good keeper, and I think that if that's going to be the case, we'd as well as just keeping Fleming, is that yeah, no, one? no, I think the absolute main
3: reason Crawford will have signed Fleming is for how vocal he is. Because I, I mean, I remember that from his first time. Like, he even when the players were almost at the other end of the park, he's screaming at the center half. You know, if if someone just wanders up, he's he's very vocal and looks very alive and and that side. And, and you touched on it there, I think probably the biggest plus point really has probably been the partnership development between the two center halves. Yeah, you know, nineteen and twenty year old for a center half pairing is is very young, very young. And I like how because. You know, both have probably played together. Maybe at St. John's under or something. Yeah. You know, so even even in that respect, the a little bit of fam- familiarity between the two of them. But
1: that's it's a position we strengthen them. But there's something something good happening there. I think. Well, I mean, you've got to remember they're up against a great striker in Kane Hester. I'd have loved to sign him this summer. Loved to sign him. Brilliant player. And if. If they've managed to keep him quiet. Now there was a few shaky moments. That, not enough that, that Hester really forced a save out of Fleming. But to keep him marshalled as well as it did, that those players deserve massive kudos again, you know, for those that listened to the Crawford interview is one of the first things that I called out to, to Crawford that, you know, although he, he is a striker, he, he must have been really glad to see how well the side, you know, coped defensively. But you know, trying to keep it perspective and not get carried away, which we're very, very guilty of doing as, as not only these five fans, but as a podcast in general. You know, we're playing one of the, the lowest ranked sides in the league. I think that once we've played the likes of Forford Dunbar, and you know, these sort of teams, that's where we'll know where we are. Um, I'm going to be potentially controversial here. I, I think we'll finish ahead of Bonniereg this year. If you look at their squad, I don't think that there's many... Great players in it. I mean, Kevin Smith scored their only goal. We all know what Kev's fitness is like. You know where will their goals come from if, if he doesn't if if he doesn't stay fit? Um, you know, you only have to look at their team photo. Um, you know they've they've definitely got a, a strong mix of physique um, coming from the skinniest podcast in the World leagues. But I think that yeah, I I, I think that there's. Almost, not like beginners' luck because they're not beginners, but you know,
2: that
1: we'll
3: see. I mean, I, Christ, I predicted haven't finished bottom. That was maybe a lot of brave. <laughs> um, my, my thing with Bonnie Reg will be that the first nine games, I think they'll be up there ish because people won't know what to expect. But I think once people get used to how they play, they get might just out. start slipping further and further
0: yeah. down. It's, there's, it's there's, also. There's not a, quality there, really. It's a, that I it's can a see big on paper. It's a big occasion for them. Yesterday was a big, big game for them. You know, that's a game they are desperate to win. They're desperate to show everyone we belong here. Everything about that. I fancied Bonnie Rigg to win that game yesterday. there's still a question mark for me. Like, I don't think Bonnie Rig are I'm not viewing them as the team to beat. Absolutely not. I think um I think I put like, you know, Stenoshmur and in Dumbarton. Sterling, you know, two of, them, two of them won, two of them got beat, but I'm still looking at those kind of teams. Um, you know, I'm not putting Bonnie Riggers like up there as the best. I, I think the same. I think I, my feeling was they'll come out the traps pretty fast and they might get kind of dragged back a wee bit. Their
1: captain's Johnny Stewart, right? Uh, yeah. He was fucking yeah. chronic ass. He was. Yeah. He was chronic. And if that is the level of player that they've got, is are they really going to be a, a team to be overly concerned about? I think we'll beat them next week. I'm going like, to stick I think I'm gonna the stick problem i and say we'll beat them one now. The problem I've got, oh, we'll definitely
3: come to predictions, but the problem I've got a little bit is, I mean, I think, what, there was there 1,200 or something there on, on Saturday at the Bordery yeah, game? 200. I think they've got 500 season ticket holders, which is, I mean, fair play. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we'll, we've probably got about 14. Um, especially with those prices. Stop it. So, uh, I think my only concern is that we've got them at their first away game. So, I would imagine they'll bring four or 500 to, to Bayview next Saturday. So, that's the only slight worry. But, but we'll come on to that. Um, Lee, you're our sole man for the 3-2-1. So, let's be having you. Gordon's got his pen ready to start this year's um, campaign off. So,
1: who is your one point go-to? It's a difficult one. But I'm going to give it to uh, Ryan Schiavone. Um, I could have gave it to Denham. I could have gave it to Steele. I could have gave it to Murdoch, Miller. I could have gave it to pretty much any of them. But I'm going to give it to Schiavone just purely for his work rate yesterday. Um, I think that he will pretty much be like the legs of the team. I want to see him get an early goal because I think if he scores, it will be similar to Shepherd, and it will just be a confidence thing. But he's going to get my sole point. What about your number two? Often loose and a little bit wet. No, sorry. Um Brogan Walls has to be. Um, two assists, worked his hours off yesterday, by the way. Um, you know, I thought he was excellent. I think we've got a real talent on our hands. I really do. Um I think that he's he'll be a big player for us this year. Two points, Brogan Walls. And I think we all know who this is going to be, but who's your three points go to? Uh, Alan Flempner. It's uh, got to be Scott Shepherd. Um, led the line beautifully. Two very, very good goals for me. Um, and just made an absolute nuisance himself for 90 minutes. So, got to be Shepherd.
3: Very good. Uh, and just to finish off, we'll just quickly look at the other scores uh, around the grounds. Uh, Bonnie Reag. Bonnie Rie- Bonnie Rigg beat 4 for 2 nil, like we've just discussed. Dumbarton beat Sterling 2 0, but they, sc- they scored two goals inside the first five minutes, I think it was.
1: Uh, Sterling got a man sent
3: off. Uh, Strunar The one at home? Yes.
1: Uh, it's because Dan Young's their manager and uh, they didn't win away games under Dan Young. Strunar beating Annan 1 0 was
3: maybe a slight surprise, but yeah. it was at home, so I suppose it's uh, a local derby we'd have to call that in this division. Maybe. I mean, it's, so, quite, it's probably about four hours away, but anyway, someone will come back on that. Um, Stanislaw beating Albion overs 1-0. Uh, kept me and Gordon in the Pine Bovril last man standing. So, well done to them. And, obviously, Elgin East 8 3 which puts us comfortably, and not comfortably, actually, top of the league.
0: Joint top of the goal. league with four other teams. Well,
3: Goals scored. Yeah, if yeah. it stopped now, we would be champions. So, um in the monkey get, box. <laughs> we, we 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 can't argue anymore with that. So no, a good good day all round and a really good way to start the season. I don't
1: think we can be asked for much more. No, definitely not. Um, excited for next week already. Absolutely. Uh, will we do
3: predictions then for next week? Just while we're at it, go for it. Oh, me, Jesus. Yeah. Um, oh, it's difficult now because your expectations have changed. Um, I would, if you'd said to me before this game, I'd have probably said I'd taken a point just, just to kind of get momentum. But I think you'd be looking at to try and win it at home. Try and get a good home record always big. I mean, obviously we're going to be the away kings this year clearly, but um, I, I, I'm going to stick with a draw and I'm going to go. I'm going to go two two. Kevin was Smith. Do. Kevin Smith not to score.
0: I was going to go 2-2 two, two as well. For some reason, I just think I think it'll be tight. I think uh, I think there will be goals. Uh, since you've taken 2-2, two, two, I'll, take, I'll go for 3-3. Three, three. Oh, an
3: absolute okay. cracker. Two uh, now, that would be the question of when was the last time East 5 scored three times twice in a row. Would be a while ago. Lee, are you sticking with uh, 1-0 the 5? I'm spinning between
1: 1-0 and 2-1. It's a big moment. I'm going to go 2-1. I, th- I think we'll take the three points next week. I think um, we-, we tend to be not too bad at home. I think that the boys will have a big confidence lift from last week. Troughton's expected to be back um, and fit for the game. I've- I'm going to say 2-1 Trouton and Shepherd. That's exciting. Troughton back. I like it. Um, I, I forgot to mention it before so I'm going to ask
3: because it, it intrigues me. Um, Liam Newton's obviously back in favour because I think he kind of drifted out of that before. I, I, I'm a wee bit surprised to see him playing sort of
0: left side of midfield. I mean, is that how is that working out? I was going to ask, were, were we playing this sort of, you know, Italy 2006 narrow diamond type thing? Is that what we were doing yesterday?
1: I think... Um... I think that's what Crawford said in his interview. It was a diamond. He yeah, was playing so, uh, Newton and, and Walls out. I, I don't fancy Newton as a, a winger, to be honest. I don't think he's got the skill it takes to be a winger. And if I'm Jack Healy, I'm probably a little bit annoyed. Um, I've been impressed with Newton from what I've seen. More so than I've been at any other time I've seen him. I think he's very much good at getting the ball. I need to see more from him and what he then does with it. Do you, do you think the situation with Healy,
3: I mean, I'm trying to think if he got much in the way of a look in, in pre-season in terms of starts and all that sort of stuff, but is it... I mean I look think is it maybe, fancies him. Is it maybe just the case that he's not really produced enough to warrant a start or is being it, pushed to bring on? Is, yeah. is it...
0: You think there's maybe a, a bit of a, his position as well, because I feel like Healy maybe, you know, if you're playing a four-four-two, where you're wanting your wide midfielders to really be wingers, or if you're playing a four-three-three, I think he fits a bit better into that. Whereas we kind of looked like we'll try to play the, the diamond because we're playing with four more central midfielders. You know, Walls has played central, Newton has played mostly central. So maybe you know, what we're trying to do is, is play without wingers and that's, you know, that's going to limit Healy's, unless he kind of adapts to another position. I, I, I'm, I'm going to say that I don't think Croft fancies Healy.
1: That's just how I feel. Um, well, with, with, this, with those eyebrows, uh, you know, he should. He's a good looking boy like this, let's be honest,
3: Healy is and a that, good that, boy. that pink strip look was uh, smouldering. Absolutely smouldering. I didn't know what to look at more—the pink strip, which I like, by the way. Yeah, I will be purchasing. Um, or, or the smouldering
1: look and very manicured eyebrows. Yeah. Handsome boys, or Jack. And um, like I said, like I think with Healy is, is he flatters to deceive. Um, and and I said it last season. Is going to be another Brian Fairbairn for me. Bring him on for the last ten minutes, get the fans off their seats, couple of tracks, run directly at folk, but until he starts producing the assists, the goals, and adding that finishing touch to his game. Yeah, I would much rather
0: you have got you, you I think you've got to say that he's still what what is he, like eighteen or something? No, he's yeah. older than that. I think he's in his twenties. Yeah.
1: He's in his twenties. Really? Uh
0: huh. I think he's like twenty. I mean I suppose there's that thing where you know. He's 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 got time to develop that. He's, he hasn't played an enormous a number of games at this level. I think there's no doubt that's something that he needs to work. On. You know, he's got the trickery, he's got that that kind of technical ability, he's got that kind of excitement around him. Yeah. What he needs to do is kind of turn that into more product, definitely. Yeah. Um but I think, you know, he he's got time to try and do that. The difference with someone like Brian Fairbairn is he was, you know, he's well into his career by the time he's like that. Um, so, I think, I think it's something he's got to work on, but I think Healy can do it. He, he's 20.
1: 20. Yeah. I, I knew he was, he was like 20, 21, sort of idea. Look, I, I, I don't think that he's not got it. I just think he's not there yet. That's probably the yeah, best thing I um, You know, it potentially just needs a wee bit of coaching and on that. You know, is it composure? Because I don't think it's lack of ability you know what I mean the boy's clearly a good footballer. It's not technical
0: um, abilities lacking. No. Yeah, it's just decision making yeah. maybe. Yeah. That,
1: that's big. what, uh, on Football Manager that's what
0: you would be um, yeah. instructing
1: the coaches to Ah, he's he's a he's,
0: a he's a he's a 19 on technique and a 3 on decision making. <laughs> 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 but you know what I mean. Yeah, potentially, but you you know what like there's still plenty of time for him to
1: develop and the, the one thing I'm, I'm going to say as well is is the boy Mikey Cunningham as well I think he would really benefit from a loan to like a loan league side Gets what, I, what I've seen so far I don't quite think that he's ready slash capable of this division Um you know, he, he came on yesterday. I mean, Cross singled him out, which I was quite surprised about. Um, you know, I think that he's definitely, um, and Craw and mentioned it in the Q&A, actually he's got the right attitude in terms of like, you know, he, he trained and he played in midweek in a game for us. Um, and then Craw said to him, you know, you could play for the under-20s on Friday if you want, even though we had a game on the Saturday. Is it yeah, okay. You know, he's just wanting to I do whatever he can do to impress. But did is he not
3: he more did? single him out? Did he not more single him out because he's been out for so long? Like I, I said, it's good to have sort of having back injury free you know, that sort. Because he, he pretty much missed the majority of last season, didn't he? Yeah,
1: well, <laughs> but I, know, I agree. My, I, th- I my think only... if we get if we get another striker in, he'll work more. I think.
3: Yeah, my only worry but... would be that was the demise of
1: uh, Quad B, which still sits very poorly with me. Was he at the Rosie Posey yesterday? Or did he not go to I he he go. Don't think, I don't think he's there anymore. Spartans he's at now. Well, where, where, wherever he is, he's bringing joy
3: to a lot of fans' lives. That's all I'm going to say. Hashtag bring and, back hobby.
0: <laughs> yeah, we could get a wee loan out to Cowden. They're in, I think they're, they're in need. Bad oh, start yeah. for Cowden. Yeah. Beat at
3: home, home 2-1 to that's, Now, that's, Did anyone see what the crowd was?
0: No. Yeah. I don't know. I just always want to come, I, Did somebody say like it was best like 200-something? Really? I, almost I think I saw something. of like that. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah. three games, three defeats, and starting off with a lone league for them. I mean, they, you know, any chance they've got a challenge and to come back straight away is pretty much gone now. Well,
3: because I, I noticed that Har- Hearts have got a B team in it
1: now.
0: Yeah. They do, yeah. yeah. Is it just the three of them? Bring yeah, three, three B
1: teams, yeah. But the other thing is, is um, the... Reserves League and uh, SPL are starting up again. Uh, okay, which is again, I think, might negatively impact us getting loans in unless we say, right, okay, you know, let's say the reserve games are on a Wednesday. Let me say, right, yeah, they could still play for your reserve team on a Wednesday, but then they'd have to train with us a Tuesday, Thursday, and play for us on a Saturday. So-
3: I, I still think if there's a, I still think if there's a young kid that's got potential and it's eighteen, I think. Definitely a manager I would rather send him out on loan than play in a reserve league. Because at least it's that proper, you know, pace of football and you know the yeah. old playing against men, that sort of scenario.
0: It's it's more of a test, more of a like, you know, sink or swim type thing. Have you got it? Can, and can it means something. It? Yeah. yeah. Really. And another thing as well, it was good to see Cole
1: McKinnon getting the, the score sheet for plastic whistle yesterday. Yeah. Um, oh, did he? he? Yeah. I, I really liked him at us. Um, And I was kind of hoping we would bring him back last season, but obviously Rangers B were formed and he played there. And I'm sure he was either the player of the year or players player of the year for the Rangers B team and then scored against Hearts for the senior team at the end of last season as well. Mm -hmm. So he was a player I really liked and one that's clearly going to have a a big future in the game.
3: Um, I'm going to throw something to both of you that I should have mentioned beforehand, but it's just come back to me now. Um, Can I get your very quick, Run down in the leagues. Winner relegated in each division. Gordon, go
0: Premier League. Winner, Celtic. Relegated St. Johnson. Oh, that, exactly that is that Yeah,
1: that's okay. Three for three. Championship, Lee. Winners past uh,
0: Patrick Thistle. Relegated Ray. Oh, uh, exactly the same. I was going to say exactly the same. Really, I, I,
3: I've still got. I've still got a thing for Dundee, even though they got thingy. I think Gary Johnson's quite a not a brave appointment, but I think it's quite a good one. So I'll go Dundee, and I've got a thing for Wraith getting relegated, which really excites me because I <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Ian, Murray's, Ian Murray. Ian Murray. Ian Murray's is a good manager. Me neither. He, he, he didn't. He's not really done well anywhere. i note, no really apart from we spell Airdrie. Uh League One.
0: Gordon. Winners. Oh, very tough, but I will say Dunfermline relegated 100% Peterhead. Yeah, Go exact same.
1: Winners Dunfermline relegated Peterhead. I think, well, Peterhead's
3: a certainty I, because Edinburgh's result against Kelty bust every coupon known to man. Um, so that, that that suggests there's, so, yeah, mine, definitely. The only one, bastards. Um, I, there's something about John McGlynn, even though I hate him, that might make me think he might do something with Falkirk this year. So I'll, I'll say Falkirk. Uh, and we did we did league two last year, uh, last time, so we don't need to do that again.
0: Well done boys. It's uh, good I think you're very much under pressure there. Quite close agreement there. We're generally agreeing on a lot of those. Yeah. But I think I think but we, we can all agree. We do it will be quite exciting if uh, if race get relegated. Well imagine mm. Wraith
1: go down, Dunferman stay down and miraculously we go up.
0: And Kelty stay there as well. Oh, could, that could be. Fantastic. I think it's very. I think it's very
3: great important. for those petrol <laughs> expenses. Yeah, mm. well, it would actually be a godsend after this year because it's going to be it's going to be a very expensive year to travel and watch each fight. You didn't do it anyway. Well, come on, I'm, it's because I work every Saturday, but I'll be back. Don't worry. We're, we've got the hospitality on the twentieth. Excited for that. Very excited for that. Yeah, that, that that's when we should do an after-match live broadcast. Absolutely
0: <laughs>
1: Fantastic. Well, my dad's coming along as <laughs> well. Oh, there we go. Perfect. So so yeah, we
0: can get big Chris to make his, his debut on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I was just saying now that we're um you know, now that we've got a bit of optimism and we've won our opening game, we can do this sort of like, you know, insufferable going around the leagues laughing at everyone else. Obviously, we've got Wraith, we've got Kelty. yeah um, Cowden beast, I mean, we've kind of t- touched on that. It was so funny, to... coming home from Elgin yesterday,
1: obviously go through Aberdeen, don't we? And the Rovers were up at Cove. So a group of three Wraith fans get on. By the way, really, really nice guys, really, really, honestly, really friendly. They get on the train and Ellie goes, good day, lads. Absolutely <laughs> kills the three of them before they even sat down. Comedy timing was absolutely perfect, and you know, ended up having a, a pretty good banter with them on the on the train home. But you know, they they say that they're desperately worried. I mean, what would you respect, They signed Connell, and I was a bit like, he's not good enough for the championship. Is that one was that one loan or was that permanent? Six month loan.
0: I was a wee bit surprised. Like, um I mean, I got I saw they got beat by Cove, and I kind of went on. I've not really been keeping up with what they've been doing this summer. I Went on Pinebowrow and seen that their fans are basically, yeah, like they are not optimistic. They are. They think they've gone back massively. Um, kind of took me a wee bit surpri- by surprise. Like I said, I just, I just expected they'd be sort of, you know, similar to what they've been the last couple of seasons. But they look like they're in trouble, and with Cove and Queens Park coming up, I, I think you know think you're you're looking at two maybe more. Traditional championship clubs are probably going to finish bottom two. I don't think Cove and Queen's Park will be bottom two. No, I think it'll be
1: Ayr and Wraith who bottom two Could this be, year. Yeah. Um, but, but, uh, which, yet,
3: yet again, is an amazing testament to our growth that you just don't even think about them as yeah, being relegated. Nah.
0: Campbell
1: equals success.
0: You know, they'll and finish like, the table. Yeah, and they, they drew away to Air in the opening day, and you're like, well, they'll be disappointed with that. That's so they shouldn't be. Should should there should, should be a really good solid result for them, but you yeah. know, they probably are disappointed. Aye,
1: no, no, absolutely, absolutely. Well, I think we're probably safe to to wrap up there, boys. Unless you've got anything you want to add. Congratulations on your hosting debut, Doug. How did it feel? Uh, well, I mean, not hosting, but but doing the match thing. Well, it
3: made made me feel useful. I'll give I'll give you that much. No, it was fine. It was good. I just, as I say, you were there, so it's better. The, the sort of intelligent two out
1: of us answer questions. Oh, sorry, Michael's not here. Uh, Gordon, well done. Yeah, top ever, Gordon, as always. <laughs> would would expect that less. Will I see either of you at
0: Bonnie Reg next week? Yeah, plan to be there.
1: I won't be
3: there, hopefully, because that'll mean we've made the cut at the Open. If we've not made the cut at the Open, I will be there.
1: Well, fingers crossed for you um, making the cut. Um Indeed. Yes... Uh, Um, Thanks as always to our sponsors um, Maze Mortgages make sure you find them on Facebook for any of your mortgage needs and obviously the East Fife Community Football Club for their continued support as well second season in a row sponsoring us we do have one open sponsorship um, spot left £100 for the season if you want to get involved in backing your favourite podcasters um, then please do get in touch with us on social media I've been Lee Gillis it's been a pleasure to, to be back good to see you boys again Good to be at an away game. Good to get an away victory. Good to get an opening day victory for the first time since 2009. Which, you know, every time I say it, it makes me die a little bit inside. But definitely good to to get that monkey off our backs. Gordon, you had anything to add? No, Pretty much covered. Covered all of it. I'm good. I was hoping you were going to say that you'd miss me and you were, were glad to be back, but it's fine. It's okay.
0: All right, all right well, it goes
1: without same. Oh, okay, Doug.
3: No, not really. Uh, just nice to have just that wee smidgen of optimism and hopefully hopefully we can kick it on on Saturday
1: before Absolutely. what is a certain away victory against Albion
3: Rovers. Nine points out of nine. Beautiful.
1: Yep, I'll be at that as well if any boys are wanting to head along. But that wraps us up this week. Um, it's amazing how quick we can get wrapped up and we don't have Michael McCall on the, the show, by the way. Maybe we should think about curbing that in the future. Although he will be back next week, he tells me. And then It's over. Um, for the, the fourth game at home. Make sure you you say hello to Michael making his, his long-awaited trip back to Bayview. We'll be in hospitality. You'll find us spilled in a seat somewhere in the ground. But listen, thank you so much, uh, boys. Good to be back. Thank you so much to our listeners. Thank you to our sponsors. And that's it until next week. So until then, take care, stay safe, and more importantly, Monday 5.
2: Presents the Scottish League Cup to the side that lasted the course banner, all-conquering East Fife. As I made my way to that pitch on Wellesley Road to sing my songs for the boys in black and gold, I heard the stories about 1938. I was just a boy and i had, had to to Now There's broken dreams and what might have been At that stadium by the shore But those glory days and gold might return once more